The countdown is on. Just 31 days until the Cougars report to fall camp, if you can believe that, with a season opener just nine weeks from tomorrow. It's a perfect time for BYU football on BYU Media Day. Welcome inside our BYU TV studios on the campus of Brigham Young University in Provo, Utah. We're in Studio C for the state of the program. Good morning. I'm Dave McCann. BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo will join me in a moment with a special announcement. Actually, a couple of them. And a bit later, Head Coach Kalani Sitaki and members of his staff. Let's set the lineup for Media Day. Following this program, there'll be a two-hour special of BYU Sports Nation with player interviews from start to finish. Another highlight today will come this afternoon as we honor the late and great Lavelle Edwards with the Lavelle Edwards Coaching Tree. Kansas City Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, just a day off his five-year extension, will be among our guests here in studio beginning at 4 Eastern, 2 Mountain Time. And as always, you can catch additional interviews with players and coaches on BYUtv.org from 2 to 4 Eastern and continuing at 5 Eastern. Tom Holmos in his 12th year as Director of Athletics at BYU. He's also a former player, a former graduate assistant under Coach Edwards, a former head coach at Cal, and a four-time Super Bowl champion with the 49ers, three as a player, and one as an assistant coach. It seems like it's always cool to be able to add that to your intro. Uh, thank you. Uh, it's just football season. When media day <laughs> comes from here on out, my heart will start beating a little bit more until that first game, and I'm just thrilled for this day. This is a football show. We've got a lot of football to talk about, but there is a lot going on in your department and on campus. Yeah, there's a lot of construction. The facilities are starting to pop up. Not necessarily new ones, but I'm just really excited by the fact that our coaches and our players, they're just knocking on my door and pulling on my sleeve. They want to improve their facilities. They want to improve their chances of winning championships and going deep into the playoffs. So right now, Baseball, softball, the swimming pool, volleyball, football expanded weight room and training area, um, and probably a few more. New, <laughs> new, in, new turf on the indoor practice facility. Right. And as you go around campus right now, basketball uh, practice facility completed. These players and coaches are excited. They're engaged in every one of them. I see them right now on campus, and they, they want to they go year-round. And we have the facilities now. Our, our uh, fans, Cougar Nation, all our donors, they've stepped up to the plate in a big way and have allowed us to, to really engage and hang with those P5s. Has the state of the program <clears throat> ever been stronger? You know, I don't really know that. I think um, we look back and we have a great foundation through most of the sports, and it's a great tradition. And our responsibility right now is to build on that tradition. All our players and coaches, they understand the responsibility. They come to BYU to do that. And so uh, I'm just in, I'm excited that for someone who had a chance to play and coach here, I get to still be here and be yeah. part of it. And I think that's why uh, Cougar Nation likes it, because they all feel part of it. All right, let's get to some of the announcements of the day. And let's begin with your television partner, ESPN. Sure. Well, ESPN, we have a great relationship with them. They were the one, obviously, that broadcast BYU versus Pitt, the first right. live college TV football game on ESPN. And the thing I like about ESPN, they honor that. They understand that. Even though all those people back then are gone, it's the tradition of ESPN and BYU that's something. So one of the things that they did just a couple of days ago is um, they played out their option, meaning that for 2019 they had an option year and they took it. So we have one more year with uh, ESPN, 2019. gives us a couple more years to consider 
the future, but it's great to be back with ESPN for at least one more year. So this was a, a situation, and this year we've heard a lot about ESPN, cutting staff and changing this. And uh, this, They had their option to get out, and they have decided, they call you and they say, we want to stay in. What does that say to BYU? Well, I think to our fans, it answers a lot of questions. Yeah. With all the rumors and innuendos about ESPN and their future, they're, they're strong. They'll figure something out for sure. But every recruit and most of the colleges, they want to be on ESPN. And that's where we've always played. It's where we built our name, our brand, and ESPN's helped us along the way. They put us on TV every week. Um, it's something really special, and I'm glad we're staying with them. We welcome those watching on ESPN3 and listening in on BYU Radio, as well as to see the national TV games as compared to other schools out here in the West. Uh, this extension... Uh, or they're, they're the three years now that you have with UNLV, the same, that third year is the same as this year and next year as far as how many games they'll do, the parameters haven't changed. Right. Everything remains exactly, okay. but they took that option to take us for another year. In that contract, is it written in that they will put you in a bowl game? Absolutely. And when we, we became independent, one of the big questions was going to be, how are you going to play in a bowl game if you're not affiliated with a conference? Right. And they assured us, it was through contractually, that we would, they would get us a game. So it was interesting, the first year of independence, we slotted out a number of games, and it went up until 2016. And then there was one opening from the very beginning for 17. And as we've talked about that, um, I've kind of just seen it out in the past and wondered, what are we going to do when that year comes? Right. And in talking with ESPN, one of the things that we've been thinking about for a couple of years is the conferences, the P5 conferences right now, they have affiliations with bowl games. So you take maybe like the ACC or the, the Big Ten, and they might have contracts with six, seven, or eight games. Right. And they can't always fulfill those games. And when they can't, they become available. And that's where ESPN, talking in 17, we're almost like a, um, a free agent or a little maverick, and they can use us and put us really anywhere they want. Some of those games could be really good games. So I'm looking forward to that opportunity. But regardless, um, we get bowl eligible. We'll be in a, a game with ESPN. When do you think you'll have an idea of what those options might be now that we start the season here in two months? Well, I'll, we'll be thinking about it for the, for the, the Rose, first game. We start with the Rose Bowl and you just sure. move down? I think um, you know, hope springs eternal. We always feel good about where we are. That's one of the things that leads into great debate and discussion. Right. But I think one of the things about that is determining how uh, well we play in our record and ranking will probably slot us in a bowl like that. Next year, 2018, same thing. Contractually, you get bowl eligible, they'll put you right. in the bowl. We were scheduled to play in Poinsettia right. Bowl, and then Poinsettia dropped out. So that'll be a similar situation. But that might be a little bit different from this year, because this year is contracted as open all the way. So three years remaining with ESPN. And, and I know from what we've talked about, discussions underway for a long-term arrangement. Yes, we, we've talked about extending and we could extend before that, but there's, there's a period of time now where we can research and talk to ESPN and talk about terms and we're really good friends with them. We know the people. I think that it's just not, not ESPN and BYU, it's the people at ESPN and the people at BYU. And we have a great relationship with them. Lavelle Edwards has been here uh, every year that we've had. This is our seventh year for Media Day. Uh, past this last year, there's a, there's a patch on your left shoulder. Uh, on your polo shirt, but this team will remember him this fall. How will they show that? Well, we're all going to remember him forever. Sure. Um, but the patch with Lavelle 
uh, was an idea with Kalani and, and me to be able to, to come back and just show the country every game on TV, have people remember, talk about it. Not everybody knows Lavelle like we know Lavelle, but uh, we certainly want to pay tribute to Lavelle. We want to honor Lavelle for the man he was, for the coach he was, for the love he gave us, and uh, everyone in the football program right now, and most people that are Cougar fans, uh, they'll, they'll follow Lavelle's example. He was a tremendous man, and, and he'll, he'll live with us forever. That patch will be on all the football jerseys, whether it's Royal, Navy, yeah, the I don't, White, I don't all think those. we have different patches per color, but <laughs> we'll, we'll have uh, Lavelle in that uh, iconic look all the time with us. Oh, that'll be spectacular. As for the colors, there's a little buzz about uh, you're, we're all in Royals, uh, Royal today, but there is a color pattern at BYU that's going to stay that way, right? There's navy, there's white, and there's royal. That's Occasionally good, there's black. That's a good way of putting it. I, I think that we, I've talked about this a lot. You know, long ago and far away, it wasn't royal. It was some other shade. But I think a lot of people realize that the royal was kind of the standard when Lavelle and, sure. the, and the crew started winning, winning a bunch of games and championships. So a lot of people have that you know, close to their heart, that royal is the color. But... You know, things change through the years, and a Royal is, or a Navy is a, a big solid part of the university and also right. some of our sport teams. You know, you'll see some of our great moments in BYU sports were done in Navy. We just watched one of them, uh, <laughs> the, the Holiday Bowl against Michigan. Sure. So when you, when you think about it right now, we're going to take the best of all worlds. We'll try to not make it a kaleidoscope of colors. <laughs> uh, some of our coaches have some wild ideas, but we'll try to keep them strict to the, to the color palette. All right. Another special announcement today involves the number six and three very special Cougars. This fall, BYU will honor quarterback Mark Wilson, who, among many things, led the Cougars to an 11-1 season in 1979. Quarterback Robbie Bosco, who helped deliver the Cougars' first football national championship in 1984 with a 13-0 Record, there's Wilson diving into the end zone. Here comes Bosco. This pass was big against Pittsburgh, which started it all that year. Started it for ESPN and started it for BYU on that undefeated championship season. And then, of course, the battering ram, Luke Staley, who won the 2001 Doak Walker Award as the best running back in college football. All three will have their number six retired at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And rightfully so. These are legends of BYU football. And in any great program, whatever level it might be, college or pro, everybody has their core players, and they're so valuable to the team. But you make a name for yourself, you win championships, and you become something special with your special players. And we are fortunate at BYU to have a number of really true blue, iconic BYU players. And these are three guys, to, be ha- to have your uh, number retired, you have to be a graduate of BYU. Right. You have to have won a major award in college football, and you have to be a good citizen, show that you're a Coug all through and through. (laughs) And these guys are three guys that amplify that for sure. And uh, it's just been a matter of time to be able to spread it out a little bit. Now they're here, and I I couldn't be happier for these three. And it's a three-for-one, which you don't often see at University. you got three great players all in one jersey there that you get a... Honor. It's a little bit different because I think um, some programs have this tradition that started way, way back, and they've, they've always maintained it. But at BYU, they didn't really do that. Right. Eldon Fortai, the great number 40, was retired, but I don't think a lot of people really knew that. And then Marion Probert was another player who had passed away in that accident, in the, in the plane crash, and had contributed so much to the program. But when we came back and 
decided that we're going to honor these great, these cougar greats. Yeah. Uh, we already had a bunch of them lined up. <laughs> you know, you had two 14s, sure. Ty Detmer and Giff Nielsen. Right. And now you have Robbie and Luke and Mark who wore number six. You have to send a note to the football office. I guess Trey Dye is going to have to find another number. for. We've already talked about that. Already worked that out. What game will you do this? We're going to do this at the Wisconsin game. Perfect. Um, we feel that it should be a big game. We want a full house. We want our students to be there because even though our students never saw these guys play, yeah. they know it. I remember when we retired Jim's number, McMahon, the most excited people in the stadium were our students. This is their school. And they take... This is incredible pride in those players that, from past years, made it BYU. It's, right. it's a cool thing. You'll be back with us this afternoon as we honor uh, Coach Edwards with this coaching tree that show the genealogy of, of, of all the coaches that have come from him, including yourself. What will that hour mean to you? Oh, man, it, it's going to be really special. I think that a lot of people um, realize what Lavelle did locally, but I think when you take a look at the coaching tree, you realize that his influence is not just in the Wasatch Front or in Utah or necessarily maybe with the LDS Church, right. but it spreads all across the country because the players and coaches, particularly the coaches today, that coach for him now take that method, his personality, the love that he had for his players, and they pollinate the whole country. Yeah. And when you look at that tree, you're going to see players that are now playing that have the influence of Lavelle with them. We look forward to that. Thank you, Tom. We'll see you this afternoon. Athletic Director Tom Homo. Next, we're going to hear from all three, Mark Wilson, Robbie Bosco, and Luke Staley, on their Jersey retirement set for the Wisconsin game, on their BYU careers, and on the coach that brought them here to Provo. And Coach Sataki a bit later on as we continue on BYU TV. Uh, You need to be that servant leader to get the most out of who you're working with. And Lavelle was at his best when he was being that servant leader. Former Cougar and Super Bowl champion head coach Brian Billick on the great Lavelle Edwards. Just a taste of what's coming this afternoon at 4 Eastern, 2 Mountain Time with the Lavelle Edwards coaching tree right here on BYU TV. As we welcome you back into state of the program. A moment ago, it was announced that BYU will retire the number six, worn by Mark Wilson, Robbie Bosco, and Luke Staley. Robbie and Luke are here with us today. Mark couldn't make it, but he did send this message for us. Well, what a great, it was a great thrill. You know, it's such a great honor to have that happen. And, you know, I have kind of secretly uh, hoped that this day would come. Never, didn't know that it would, of course. And so to have this uh, happen is just a, you know, it's just a fantastic thing for me and my family. And just, a, as I said, it's just a great honor to, to have this happen and to be uh, kind of thought of in the same light of some of the other guys who've had their jerseys retired. So it's just been a, it's been a great few days. Yeah, and this is going to be really fun to have this happen with them. I'm just honored to have my name associated with theirs and to have worn the same jersey and then to have this event happen for all three of us. It's just going to be a great time together. Mark is the 1979 Sammy Baugh Trophy winner and BYU's first consensus All-American. You see some of the other accolades during his career at BYU and Robbie he came just a bit before you what did Mark Wilson mean to this program well the very first BYU football game I ever saw was Mark Wilson against San Diego State on national television and his first five passes were touchdowns (laughs) I've never seen anything like that before and I said that's the school I want to go to 
And so it turned out great for me, and, and Mark's a great person. We've become very close friends, and um, he kind of is the guy that kind of led it, me coming here and, and being a part of that, and he's, he's a tremendous person, a lot of fun to be around. Look, these guys like, like Mark uh, and, and Robbie, uh, they came before you, uh, so when you showed up on campus, you pretty much knew that you'd arrived at the big time, hadn't you? Yeah, it's something that... Uh... You know, as a kid growing up, it's where I wanted, it's where I saw myself playing. Um, you know, I really didn't have any other, uh, personally, didn't have any other options to go play anywhere else. BYU is where I was going to go. It was yeah. my dream. We saw you uh, beat Michigan again this morning. You, every time we show that, you win. So you're like 50-0 and 0 against Michigan. Nice job. Uh, as we look at some of the accolades that, that you've achieved here at BYU, and, and you've been back at the campus working for some time, a very familiar face, but I, I think sometimes we, we might take that for granted a little bit. 1984, undefeated in a national championship is as big as it gets here at BYU football. What did that experience mean to you? Well, it was, it was amazing. Um, the, the thing is, with the great football team that we had, you have to look at the past teams that we had, and I think because of the success that BYU had in the past, enabled us to, to reach that pinnacle. And uh, there's so many, uh, I don't think it would just happened if, if we had mediocre teams. So I think we owe, our team owes a lot to the success of BYU football and the great players that played before us. When you see these highlights, do you ever stop and tell yourself, hey, you know what, I was pretty good? Yeah, good thing they show only good things though. <laughs> Because there's a, there a few things that weren't very good. But. We were in the uh, green room with the guys, with Ty and Kalani, and, and we were watching the Holiday Bowl, and they said, you limped more after a completion than an incompletion. <laughs> yeah, you never want to watch a football game with Ty. Cause he always <laughs> notices all the, the, the crazy things that I do. So, But we had a lot of fun in there, and uh, it's just great to be a part of BYU football, BYU athletics, and this university. And uh, I'm so grateful to have had that opportunity to to come here. All right. Well, congratulations. Luke, why did you pick number six? It's a different kind of number for a running back. When I was in high school, uh, I was playing on the varsity team, and when I went to go pick my number, I only had two options, 49 and six. So, I, you know, 49 <laughs> was out of the question. So, <laughs> went with six, and, uh, you know, when I got to BYU, actually my freshman year, I was 26, because we had uh, Kevon Morton was number six. Okay. So, I had to wait until my sophomore year to get right. six. Well, you made the most of it as you see some of the uh, awards there. And the Doak Walker is the nation's best college running back. When healthy, what was it like to feel unstoppable? You know, I don't think, you know, you look back at that team and it wasn't just one aspect, you know, the running game that was unstoppable. I think, you know, as a cohesive group, we were unstoppable, um, you know, from everywhere. You know, offensive linemen, receivers, quarterback. We were, that was a, a great team that I was part of. What does it mean to you, this was a, one of your greatest runs ever, to beat the Utes late in the fourth quarter with the place going nuts? What does it mean to you to have your jersey retired? It's, um, you know, I grew up and BYU football was everything that, you know, I aspired to be. You know, I would go and sneak into the stadium, um, you know, and just sit there and look at the stadium and envision myself playing. So it's, you know, something that I never imagined and 100, you know, I never thought about it. And it's, it's a, you know, a total honor for me. So now with Wisconsin, we'll be in the top 20 as they come in. The game's on ABC. The stadium will be packed on a Saturday afternoon. And the three of you get to stand out there in your Royals and, and watch that happen. 
Have you allowed yourself to think about what that might feel like? Yeah, I've gone back and, you know, I've watched, uh, you know, when the, Steve Young had his Jim McMahon. And, you know, you sit here and you look at BYU and, you know, the, the quarterback university and, you know, I, you know, just a running back that was part of a team that we, we had, you know, large successes. Um, it's a, you know, a total honor and I, you know, don't know if I should be up there with these guys, but I'll take it. You wouldn't mind handing the ball off to him, would you? I coached when this guy played, <laughs> and he's a humble man, but this guy was one of the greatest that we've ever seen and that college football's ever seen. He was spectacular to watch. We know that uh, Lavelle will be there on that day in spirit. He won't be there in person, but he is one of the reasons why you will be there uh, for that day and, and, and why you came here. In that recruiting pitch from Coach Edwards, what, what did he say to you, Luke, that you know, I don't know if there was much of a recruiting pitch because I was already, you know, I came here to a football camp as a junior. Yeah. Um, he, you know, came up wheeling up in his golf cart, chewing on his tongue, uh, <laughs> said, hey, we would love to have you come here. So, I, you know, I walked away and kind of thought about it for a second. And, uh, you know, I think I went back to him 20 minutes later and said, I, yeah, I'm good to come. So, you know, there was probably three or four things that, um, you know, were, were key factors of me coming and he was, you know, I wanted the opportunity to play for a legend. Robbie, your choice to come, and in that recruiting process, you're following, there's Mark Wilson, there's Jim McMahon, there's Steve Young. Um, certainly easy guys to replace, so I'm sure you're yeah. eager to come in and, and, uh, and take the, the mantle there. What, what about for you? It was, uh, that was hard. I mean, because you never want to be known as the guy that didn't do it. And... There was a lot of amazing players. So when I was a freshman, Jim McMahon was a senior, and, and obviously I knew Mark and Giff and those guys. And, and then I followed and I backed up Steve, and you know he was tremendous as well. And so I put a lot of pressure on myself. Yeah. I mean, there's always pressure being quarterback at BYU, but there's no more pressure than what you can put on yourself. And, and I did. I mean, it was very hard for me. And, I was the very first game I played against Pitt. I didn't even know if I wanted to get on the plane and go <laughs> because of, of what was of what was the potential of could happen. And um, but it you know it turned out great and uh, just a lot of great teammates and a lot of great memories from those teams. Well, congratulations to both of you and to, to Mark Wilson as well. And and we'll see you on that great day out on the field again uh, in September to have your jerseys retired. Luke Staley, Robbie Bosco. Thank you. Thank you very much. Next, we'll turn the spotlight on the head coach, Kalani Sataki, and his 2017 Cougars. This is BYU Football Media Day on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and ESPN3. Coming up after the state of the program, we have two hours of player interviews on a special BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. It's a pleasure to welcome head coach Kalani Sataki to his program. All right, welcome. What do you think of when you hear the names Wilson, Bosco, and Staley as a former player? Well, um, tradition with, with uh, Wilson, because I, I mean, I was really young. That's trying to, not trying to make myself sound too old, but... Uh, I know I knew about Mark Wilson, things that he did in the yeah. football field, and saw a lot of the highlights. But I mean, I was definitely a young boy when I watched Robbie and win the national championship. And um, I have a great relationship with him because he was a coach when I was sure. when I played here. And and, and then uh, with Luke, I mean, he's 
great friend of mine, you know, he's a great teammate. And I was older, he came in as a freshman, and uh, I knew right away that he was special. Just his uh, athleticism, I've never seen anyone do the stuff that he did athletically. And uh, he's really humble, you know, he, he, he accepted just being part of the team. And, um, but he was a great, great support to me as a teammate. And I, uh, I mean, I'm so happy for him and the things that he's done. But I knew that he'd be great. In, in uh, as a person, I knew yeah. that he, his athleticism is just doesn't even define who he is as a person. Uh, I, I just couldn't. I, I knew when we were teammates that he'd be a great father and a great husband. And sure enough, here we are. He, he's aged way better than I have too. So, um, <laughs> but he's. Uh, I'm really happy for them. And I think um, one of my last moments as, as a BYU football player, we were all in the same huddle, and we were getting ready to win the game against Utah. And, Luke was with me, and, and we were sitting there listening to Robbie tell us to block like you've never blocked before, and, and uh, it was a cool moment that I remember. Like it was yesterday, and then uh, you know it was a lot of fun. So, I, uh, well deserved, and uh, but great men, and I'm just glad that they they're able to get um, the accolades and, and get their number retired. And uh, retiring number six is way better than 26 for Luke, but. I'm uh, just really happy for them, and, and uh, I know that they deserve it. So, in our In our first meetings together, um, you said, and you're quite clear, uh, you want to focus on the stars, the star players on the team. That's who you want to talk about. These are three of the stars of the program. I know you want to continue to uh, uh, recognize the past and, and lead that into the future, but, but it's all about the stars, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, this, this is, um, I don't know, the, uh, I, th- I think my job is... Uh, a lot easier than people think, and uh, I probably get too much credit for a lot of the stuff when it's um, we have great players and then they do a great job at, at uh, playing the game. But uh, they do a great job in the community and they do a great job in, as uh, as role models. And so I'm really proud to be in this position, honored to be here as a coach. There's a very good chance if I were to pull my phone out right now and go to Twitter, I'd see another picture of you with a prospective BYU athlete committing to play for the Cougars. Uh, it's, it's all the time, all over the place. I don't know if you have a thousand scholarships to give out, but it just seems like so many people are committing and signing up to play for you. What is your pitch to these guys? Well, first of all, I wish I had a thousand scholarships. And um, if the uh, other coaches and other sports would let me, I would, I would definitely make offers for them. And <laughs> I'd love to recruit for Coach Rose and the other coaches, you know, but um, I just love being around people. And uh, I think that, it's, once again, it's not about me. And, and our coaches do a great job, and they believe in recruiting. They believe in, in connecting with people and with the young men that, that are prospects to be, school, uh, be, be students here at the school. And I think that uh, you know, them being former players helps out a little bit too. But uh, the, the credit goes to our coaches and how they hustle and how hard they work. And uh, I appreciate their families allowing them to go out and recruit and spend a lot of the time uh, talking to a lot of high school kids and prospects. But also the, the, the X factor in all of it is our fans. And there's just something about this place. And um, I can't speak about recruits specifically, but sure. I can tell you that through an experience this last week, you know, um, I was talking to a recruit and he said, hey, you know, I, love, I would love to play here. And I said, and he said to me, when you look at that stadium, what is it, how does it make you feel? And it's hard for me not to get emotional, you know. So uh, there's just something about this place. And you hear Luke talk about when he got on campus. And that's yeah. why when we have people here in camps and we have people come on official visits and they get to see something about the school, they get to feel it. And uh, it just takes over. And when they get to meet our fans and they realize the support that we have, 
is worldwide, um, it's pretty easy to sell. There's something, though, uh, and you're not giving yourself enough credit, so I'll bring it up a little bit. But there's something about this player and his parents sitting in your office and all the other stuff is done, all the other recruiting visits and this and that, and you're going to close the deal here. Um, and, and it seems from what I've heard from recruits is football is maybe the fourth thing you talk about. What do you hit them on with, with, uh, with their life that somehow convinces them that they want to give you four, five, six years of their life? Well, I think re- recruiting is, my job is to help that young man um, go to where he, he fits perfectly, you know, and... and um, I want guys that want to play for BYU and they'll give everything they have on that field. Right. Uh, you look at the names and the people that have their, their jerseys retired, the people that have been on that field that have, have spilt their blood, sweat, and tears on that field out of respect for the past and the people that have done, gone through it, the three that just retired, the numbers. Um, I think it's important for us to find the right fit. And so when a recruit realizes that you're about them and finding the right spot, the last thing that I want to happen is a, a young man that's here that wish he was somewhere else. Right. And the same thing going vice versa. You know, so let's find the best place suited for him and, and his needs and his dreams. And a lot of those guys realize with their families that BYU is in line with what their dreams are. And then uh, and that they can accomplish a lot of great things, especially because of what, what the past has proven already with the tradition, the fans, and, and the past players that have been through the program. A lot of those dreams are, I want to go to the NFL coach. Uh, and and you want every kid to 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 want that, don't you? They yeah, it's, it's, you want- well, it's my jo- it's my job to get them to achieve their dreams, right? Yeah. And um, when when someone's passionate about something, and if it's football, uh, you can usually find other passions that are associated with it. Now, I wanted to play in the NFL as badly as I wanted. My my athleticism was limited, you know, but uh, it it pushed me to coaching and it pushed me to, into this role and. I think that if some, whatever your passion is, whether it's music or entertainment or whatever, art or sports, um, let's use that, your passion to, to find other things in life and that you can be excited to do every day and, and, and uh, hopefully make an impact in other people's lives. And so that's my job. And, and a lot of these young men want to play in the, in, the, in the NFL, and so let's get them there. And it's my job as a coach also to protect them with the, the stuff that we know and, and with you know, head injuries and all that stuff. It's my job as a coach to, to help them stay healthy and, and uh, help them feel like uh, we, we were looking out for them. And the only way I can say is that we, we, I think our coaching staff and our players are a great family and we treat them like they're our own. And so that's, I think that's what people are looking for in recruiting. And, and uh, that's just nothing unique to me as a coach. I learned that and I felt that when I was here under Lavelle and I'm just honored to be here. Do you like the, uh, the caliber of, of athlete you have now as far as NFL potential on this football team? I just like the caliber and the character and the integrity of these guys. Yeah. You know, whatever happens from here on out, getting to the league and all that, uh, I wish everyone the best. But um, there's just so many different um, opportunities and options for these young men. I just hate to define it only to limit it to the NFL. You know, what I'm interested in is the type of men that they become yeah. in society and the community. And I look at Luke, who's the best athlete I've ever been around, and I see the great things that he's done as a husband and as a father. That's, that's what I'm excited to help our, our young men become. The guys report next month, earliest time in school history, July 25th, I think it was, or something like that. Uh, how eager are you to get them here and get them going? As a unit, I know they're here working out. Yeah, the NCAA did some things where they can, 
You can do a little bit more football, but I think um, we talked about as a staff, and, and, and we're trying to be strategic with um, getting ready for the season. I think the worst thing that could happen is you're, you're, you're peaking and you're in great shape in July. You know, it's like you got, we, we use fall camp and everything to get ready so that we, we're hoping that we're, getting, we're starting to peak uh, around the beginning of the season and then try to maintain it as long as we can. And we've done a great job with that last year. And I trust our strength and conditioning coach, Utafisi, and uh, I, think, I think it's going to go well. I mean, I, I, our guys, we, we just trained all our guys and, and tested them again. And uh, in a year, they've made um, a lot of improvement with their speed, their size, and their strength. And so I think that should do well for us. Well, Coach Edwards was hired here in 1972. Three years later, you were born. So here you're getting ready for your second season. And he has always been here. Throughout your entire life, he has been associated as the head of BYU football, even in, in retirement. What is it like for you now to start with, with, with him gone? Uh, Physically, but not spiritually. Mostly. Yeah, it's... it's it, I mean, the, the guy has influenced my life in so many ways, it's hard to... Yeah. Just limit to one answer. You know, uh, I love him. And so uh, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for him. I wouldn't have met great people and great teammates, great friends if it weren't for him. And so I, I'm lucky to have known him. And I'm, like, I'm glad that he was here for the, for the first year uh, that I was head coach. And uh, I miss him, you know, so. Yeah. He might look at this schedule and say, you're crazy. Hey. He's told me I'm crazy many times before, <laughs> but it's 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 a good thing, and and I, I feel like um, you're going to talk about his legacy and yeah. his coaching tree, then and, and the influence of Lavelle isn't gone. It will last for eternity because of uh, all the people that and the lives that he's touched, and I'm just one of the many many uh, people that that have got to know him, but have changed our lives. You'll be a part of that show this afternoon. Here's what's ahead: Portland State. On uh, August 26, 3 o'clock on ESPN, 1 o'clock Mountain Time. First college football game of the year, or at least of the new season, on ESPN. Following Saturday, September 2nd, Cougars meet LSU at Reliance Stadium in Houston, home of February Super Bowl. Kick time's 9.30 Eastern, 7.30 Mountain on ESPN. September 9th, Utah in town at 10.15 Eastern, 8.15 Mountain on either ESPN, ESPN2, or ESPNU. It's the first time, Kalani, that you've faced the Utes in Provo since you were a player in 1999, a couple days ago. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. we got a lot lot other things to handle before we get there. Wisconsin comes in town on September 16th, 3.30 Eastern, 1.30 Mountain on ABC and ESPN. First time the Badgers will play in Provo uh, in history. And uh, Austin Kofensis, your sophomore quarterback, started his career at Wisconsin uh, just a couple of years back and now have a chance to get out there and take down the Badgers. After uh, Here's the situation with uh, once we get in October. We got Utah State there at the end of September, general conference weekend. And then we had October, Boise State's at home, two classic battles the last two years with them at Mississippi State, then at East Carolina, so back-to-back weeks in the south. San Jose State comes in on October 28th, and then we get into the November slate. And again, six wins gets BYU Bowl eligible. There will be a bowl game by contract uh, with ESPN, which is not sure where that is, at Fresno State, at UNLV. UMass is here, and then you get to go to Hawaii to finish the season. I know you're recruiting heavily uh, over there, and it's good to take your football team there for a game. Yeah, that, that seems so far away, but um, it's going to be fun. I mean, I was able to play there uh, as a player, and uh, we have a, a good following there. 
good fan support. And so, I mean, I think most of the places that we go to, there'll be great fans there. And uh, I've met a bunch that have said that they, they can't wait to see us in Houston and they can't wait yeah. to see us against Portland State game with the season opener. So uh, it's exciting and I can't wait to see what our coaches can do with our players. And going into the second year, it's going to be a lot of fun. You ready to share the stage with Ty once again? He'll just take over the whole thing, but yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Up next, well, we'll get Ty in a moment. We're going to get defensive first. We'll go to your wheelhouse and uh, get to that side of the ball. Assistant head coach Ed Lamb and defensive coordinator Eliza Tuiaki. Join us next here on BYU Football Media Day on BYU TV. Welcome back to Provo, Utah, BYU TV, BYU Football Media Day. Head coach Sataki and I joined by assistant head coach Ed Lamb, defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki. Welcome, guys. Thank you for being here. That defense last year was tough. Is it going to be tougher this year? What have you done to get tougher? It's, it's all about the players. You know? yeah. and so they, they put a lot of work in uh, in the offseason, had a great spring. Uh, Nut does a great job with them in the weight room. They're all bought into the system and the program. Um, and so, you know, it's all about them. It's all about them and what they bring. And we're excited about the personnel and the young kids that are coming in. And uh, we're excited about what they're going to bring. Ed, how do you feel on the backside of the, in that secondary with these guys this year? There's more experience. Um, we have uh, some young corners last year and some young corners coming into the program that I, that I think uh, now they're gaining experience. Isaiah Armstrong was a transfer for us, and he right. played a, a fairly limited role last year, but came on strong at the end with an interception. He's had a great offseason. Chris Wilcox had a great offseason. We had uh, six or eight safeties that played a lot last year, and I think it'll be the same this year with the safety position. So very good. Who replaces Nakua and, and those quarterback skills back there as the safety? Yeah, so Kai had a great feel for the game, yeah. and, and uh, people say sometimes, well, you know, how do you get him to zone in on those uh, footballs and get those interceptions and PBUs? Like, that that was Kai, right? We teach coverage, and, and we teach certain fundamentals, and he had a special knack. We won't try to replace him. We'll just try to have the new guys or the next guy up tap into their skills and do what they do best. The linebacking core is the notable strength just because they were all so good last year. But let's talk about the guys up front on that D-line. Uh, Coach Tuiaki, what, what do you like up front? There, there's a lot of youth. Um, you know, there's a lot of kids that uh, we have a couple of guys that come back that have a little bit of experience. But right. losing, losing Logan Tyler, who was, who was an anchor for us last year, and Travis Tuloma, who played, played all his years here, that did a really good job. Um, the D-tackle spot, there will be some battling there going on. We get young guys coming in that will um, that'll have to answer the call, and we'll let that kind of play out during fall camp. But we're excited about the DNs coming back with all their experience. And, um, you know, like you said, the, the, the back with, uh, with all the linebackers are, look pretty good all coming back. But you know, there, there are a couple of question marks, but they're excited to, to answer the call and fill in, uh, you know, for Logan and those guys that ended up leaving. Coach, who's your favorite linebacker? My favorite linebacker yeah. is their coach, Steve Kafusi. <laughs> He's your favorite linebacker. Come on, man. What kind of question is that? It's a soft one. <laughs> yeah. This linebacking core is... get me in trouble. <laughs> this linebacking core could be as good of a core as we've seen in a long time. What, what will make them stand out? Well, I, I think just the way Coach Tuyaki and Coach Kafusi and just the whole Coach Guilford and Coach Lamb, the way they coach the defense... They do an amazing job preparing their players, and so uh, I'm not really worried about uh, who makes the plays because their players bought in. It's because their coaches do a great job of teaching the, the fundamentals and technique and teaching the defense, and uh, these guys are really good at what they do, and so um, 
you know, I'm, I'm just there to cheerlead for them because the defensive staff does an amazing job and the players have bought into what they teach. And were you surprised? Was the defense a little further along than you thought? As, as you look at the numbers and, and how the defense stacked up nationally, it was very impressive in a lot of key categories. And you lose uh, four games by a total of eight points in the first season of, of, getting, uh, of getting your system in. Were you, were you surprised a little bit? So much of defense is, is about a culture of caring and throwing your body around and, and being willing to sacrifice for the team. We hoped that we would be able to build on what Bronco and his staff did here. Defense was important, and defensive players were important in the program. And so you know, we found what we hoped we would find, that defense continued to be important, and we just have tapped into that. You know, coach Sitake has a defensive background, but now as a head coach, it's looking out for the whole team. But uh, you know, we, the culture is here, and we want to try to add to it everything we can. How do you get the physicality and aggression out of these guys to the level you want, Coach? I, I think, again, it, it just really goes back you know, to what Ed is talking about, the culture, but also these, these kids. You know, um, the, the credit goes to them and, and everything that they're sacrificing. To you know, Obviously, it's a very violent sport, and some of the things that we ask them to do um, isn't, isn't natural, you know, and, and you could get hurt, but... Credit to them for prepping their bodies in the weight room, um, buying into the toughness and the culture, and just doing it. It's, I think all the credit goes to the players. Do they have an idea, your defensive group, of, of what's coming when you look at that schedule? And after Portland State, LSU and, and Utah and, and Wisconsin and Mississippi State on the road, Ed, is, it, is that intriguing enough for them to go, you know, it's, it's June 23rd, but I'm going to get in the weight room? Yeah, I think these guys understand. I mean, we, I think as fans and even coaches sometimes, we're – we're into looking at the schedule and seeing where maybe right. some of the bigger challenges are or what, or what might make a splash nationally. But you know, our, our players, sounds cliched, but our players are focused on Portland State. Those guys are going to come and play as hard as they possibly can. And, and in the end, it's, it's young guys going at it with everything they got, and we can't look past anybody. In a golf game, uh, who are the three here win? Well, I'll probably cheat the most, but um, uh, I definitely can't play with these guys. And uh, you know, it's good to just hang out and <laughs> well, I make they, them laugh in my golf game. And, and the fan fest and the things that, that you've gone to as a staff, when, well, the feedback we get back is you guys really like each other. And, and it's not the offensive guys don't talk to us till Friday. This is a different kind of group, most of which have played here at BYU or have some kind of connection or grew up down the street from here. What do you think it is, Coach? I don't know. Great head coach, you know, a great, great bunch of guys. Um, we're all on the same page, pushing in the same direction, and um, you know, I, 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 that's what it is. We guys that have no ego and guys that love kids and love the program, love the, the people, you know, uh, before us that that yeah. really did things. And so, I, I you know, me, I, I was the only one that didn't go here. I went to SU, but grew up a big BYU right. fan and and uh, love everything about it. And so. But going back to your golf question, I'm the only one uh, who hasn't broken a club. Is and so right? I think the competition is really who has the most Come on, control. Ed, you've broken a club? <laughs> Ty's coming up next. Either you have a question for Ty you want answered. Dude, that guy's so good at everything. He's, he's the best one on the staff at golf. So. <laughs> All right, Ty is next as we look to the offensive side of the ball when BYU Football Media Day continues here on BYU TV. Welcome back to BYU TV and BYU Football Media Day here in Provo, Utah. I'm Dave McCann. It's great to have you with us. We're happy to have Ty Detmer with us, the offensive coordinator, sitting along with head coach Kalani Sitake. Um, coach, 
How do you feel differently about Ty after one full season of working with him? I love him even more. Yeah. I mean, that's the... Uh, I loved him when I was a fan. You know, I, I was right. the kid that stormed the field against Miami at the end of the game. I tried to steal his helmet. <laughs> and, um, you so, didn't give it to him? You just no, him. he was a jerk. He, was like, <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't let me have it. But, uh, but I, I mean, I've, I've been I starstruck with him because I've been a big fan, uh, you know, since he's been here at BYU. He's a player. And, but then um, getting to meet him and getting to know him on a personal level, uh, he is one of the best people I know. And then you mentioned before about our staff liking each other. We love each other. And it's, yeah. it's a lot because of the culture that Ty and Ed and E have set here. And uh, it's, just, it's just nice to be around people that you care about and that are genuine and, and real. And he's one of the most humble people. He still won't strike the Heisman pose. I mean, I have to he remind recruits that he won the Heisman because <laughs> he won't do it. And uh, it's just been, it's been, it's been great to work with him, but it's, it's even better to be his friend. Ty, how are you different year two? I think this is where you ask for a raise now, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> this would be a good time, it sounds like. Where's Tom? Bring Tom back out. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, year two, I mean, last year there were so many unknowns for me being first year in college, coaching, all those things. So more relaxed. I can actually play around the golf here or there and not feel like I shouldn't be out there uh, doing something else. So uh, a little more settled. You know, the family's here. Yeah. It's uh, been a different experience having them here and, you know, the recruiting trail. I kind of knew what you were getting into with that. So it's uh, definitely you feel settled in and, and uh, you know the timeline. You know what you need to get done. There's only a few people that ever actually experience um, the time to make a decision when it's a second down and, and seven and you get one yard. Now it's third down and six and you've got 15 seconds to decide what to do next. Describe what that's like for the rest of us who aren't in that spot. Yeah, you know, for me it's trying to stay kind of a play ahead. Okay, what if we don't get a lot? What if we get, yeah. you know, a first down? What's the next call? So you're kind of thinking ahead. We've got a great offensive staff that we're communicating on the headsets and and trying to make sure we're staying a play ahead and, okay, you know, get ready for third down. Um, so you're looking at your play sheet, and sometimes, you know, you, you even miss the play because you're like, okay, what's next, you know? But it, uh, it happens quick. I mean, it does, and fortunately, you know, we work all week to put that plan in place, and you got some calls on hand and ready to go for that situation. What do you expect from Tanner beginning with Portland State right out of the gate? Uh, he'll be wound up. He'll be excited. You know, he's chomping at the bit. And, and uh, this offseason, I'm sure, has been way different than last year where he had Taysom kind of sitting right. there and kind of knew it was Taysom's team. You know, just uh, it's a different feel for him. The leadership qualities are coming out. You know, the guys taken to him, you know, they, they love his attitude and his enthusiasm. And so I know they see that every day with him. And he can't wait for game time, you know, so um, the, the key will be to keep him calm and, you know, run the system, that kind of thing. But uh, he's a great young man. He's uh, put in the work this offseason and, and he's ready to go. The tight end position, when you, when you took this job, you said it has to come back. It was so valuable for you in your playing days. We saw a lot of productivity in spring. Now you've got four or five guys the tight end spot what do you expect for that this season yeah we've uh you know we've kind of made that a priority in recruiting yeah. and and added some guys and and moved moroni to the to full-time tight end he kind of came in and became that guy during our four wide set um so he had a good spring he's got experience there 
Uh, Matt Bushman came right. off a mission, had a really good spring, and you still have Tanner Baldery and, and Hunter Marshall in the mix. And, and uh, Coach Clark does a great job with those guys on, on teaching them the position. It's a very tough position because you've got to be able to do everything. And uh, those guys work at it, and they put the time in. And I'm excited. I, th- I think uh, you know Moroni and, and Matt give us a chance to stretch the field a little more. Teams can't play run heavy and, and man them up and, and leave them one-on-one. So looking forward to having those guys involved a little more in the passing game this year. you got six running backs, maybe seven. Come Portland State, do you want to know who the two are going to be, or do you plan to use a committee? No, we'll, we'll use them all. They all yeah. bring something different to the table, and uh, you'd like for one of those guys to kind of step up and, and be the guy. Um, but I think, you know, they're all talented. They're all athletic. They all bring a little something different, and it's up to us as coaches to make sure we've got them in the right situation and, and utilize them the right way. All right, you got a lot of questions coming for both of you as Media Day continues. Thank you for being with us. That's the state of the program. Our day is just getting started. BYU Sports Nation is next with player interviews. We'll see you back at 4 Eastern, 2 Mountain for the Lavelle Edwards Coaching Tree. More from Greg Rubel at 3 Eastern on BYU Radio with additional interviews for Coach Sataki, Ty, and all of us at BYU TV. I'm Dave McCann. Thank you for watching. Enjoy your day at BYU football. There's Greg Rubel. He's got a new haircut this season. Greg, you look like a million bucks. We'll see you back here this afternoon. Thanks for watching, everyone.